Welcome to Outbound, where we talk about strategies and tactics to help people that do business development build deeper relationships with their ideal customers. Today on the show, I have Neil Barrow. Neil, welcome to the show. Can you give me a 30,000 foot overview of who you are and what you're up to? Sure. Thanks, Joseph. Uh, happy to be here. Um, yeah, so I'm the founder of RevOps Advisors, and we help professional financial and consulting service firms build their business development function. I was a former uh, business, director of business development for two different firms <clears throat> for about 10 years and um, decided to help uh, other professional service firms do the same and, and structure theirs a little bit differently. So that's what I'm doing now. I love it. Yeah, we had some interaction earlier talking about a, a specific uh, plan or strategy that you help implement with some of your clients and that you've seen be really successful around events. And I know for a lot of the people that will be listening to the show, they're going to events. And so I, would you share a little bit about uh, your your process around events. So when I was when I was director of business development, um, I had a plan that I would implement, and when I would go to any conference, and this was centered around the speakers, sponsors, and attendees that were going to be there, that I had access to that information. Um, so about six weeks before the event, what I would do is take a look at the agenda, and then I would block times when there were. Uh, prospective clients that were speaking that I wanted to go here. There were clients that were speaking that I'd want to go here. There were interesting panels um, or s speaking topics, learning uh, opportunities for me. And I would build out my calendar uh, for those and go ahead and block that time. And then I knew what time that I had to either be at the booth, if we had a booth, or had times for coffee and networking, or had times to work, right? Because we all have to have uh, work time scheduled in even when we're at conferences. And so that's how I would start uh, whenever I would go to a conference, start planning for that. Yeah. So I'll pause you there because I think it sounds like you have some some different stages. But that first stage, maybe we could classify that as research. So instead of showing up to the event and then trying to figure out what you're going to do or, you know, two days before <laughs> you pull up the agenda and then you try to scramble and figure out what makes sense, you know, it sounds like you're six weeks ahead of time, good chunk of time ahead of time. You're doing some research. You're figuring out who you're, who you want to talk to, what's going to be happening. And then you're really focused on blocking out time to make sure that you get ahead of time, ahead of time, you're deciding what you want to get as an outcome rather than hoping that you get something good coming out of that conference. Yeah, that's yeah. So research. So it's really your calendar. It's doing research and doing your outreach. So that for the, the planning stages beforehand, that's what I'm doing. And then when, you know, the speakers and sponsors that I want to go network with for referral opportunities or industry information or just, hey, these are interesting people that I want to meet, um, I'll do my outreach. And so um, I'll block time to do that because I'm business development. Um, I've got some pretty lofty uh, outreach goals, right? I want to make sure to hit some numbers uh, for everybody that uh, has to set those meetings. But for practitioners, you might not have as much time or you might not want to dedicate as much time to doing that. And so just having a, a, an achievable goal of saying, hey, I want to make sure that I meet with these speakers. I want to contact these sponsors. I want to see these particular people and doing that research beforehand and then executing um, is pretty huge. And so I love to give when I reach out, it's, hey, I'm going to be down at this conference. I have these blocks of time available. Do you have time to connect for whatever 
breakfast, coffee, whatever that time slot is. Um, and so I do that because I've already done the research and I've already got my calendar on what, what I'm going to be doing while I'm down there. Yeah. I love that. So basically you're, yeah, you're just setting yourself up for success at the event. You know, again, it's like I've, I've gone to events before more when I was on the marketing side than doing business development, but I, I was actually the main person going out and driving conversations. <laughs> yeah. At the booth or in, yeah. And then I would wander away from the booth and that was actually really where the good stuff would happen, but it was very reactive. You know, I'm, I'm going around, I'm trying to talk to people, have conversations, they say something and I'm, you know, thinking about, you know, is it possible to maneuver this conversation towards something that would be more meaningful, you know, whatever that would be, but it's a very reactive approach instead of what you're saying is you're really doing that planning, research and outreach ahead of time, getting your calendar ha- uh, set, getting the meetings booked. And then when you get there, if you happen to get some something, you know, if you happen to react to something or you have a conversation you weren't expecting, that's gravy. That's not the outcome because you've already kind of pre-planned what your outcome is going to be before the event ever happens. Trying to. And a lot of times as business development at a firm, I'm going down with practitioners. I'm going down with partners or managers, right? And so making sure that we have this um, plan and we've divided and conquered on a lot of these outreach, right? Um, and making sure that we're coordinated is super important while we're down there as well. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And again, it's like normally you just maybe have somewhat of a plan, but you're going down and then you're trying to coordinate schedules with the right person that should have been in that call instead of just going, hey, let's all make sure we're coordinated on our calendar. This is a key person. I need X, Y, and Z manager or partner or whoever, this subject matter expert in that meeting, let's make sure that that happens because we already have it booked rather than trying to coordinate that. And they're like, oh, you know, it turns out I, I'm zooming into my kids at that time and I can't make it, you know, whatever it is. You're like, probably should have coordinated that ahead of time. Um, yeah, and, it, and that could be a little tricky, right? And so that's what a good business development, like relationship, you know, from a function standpoint, like I'm there to support them and their business development efforts and then also supplement that with my own. So, okay, we've pl- we've done our planning. We've re- we reached out to people ahead of time. We've you know looked through the conference, worked out our calendar. We've done all of that. What do you do next? Yeah. So when we're at the conference, we've got time to fill, right? And so um, I want to make sure that we're partnered with the right people and other vendors and sponsors because there's usually like we don't really have to go into a lot of like what to do at the conference, but um, I want to make sure that we're very active while we're there. Um, and we can do all the planning and then all the activity while we're down there because that is work. Like we're there to work. Right. And that's our job is to make sure that we're meeting people and meeting the right people. Um, but then when we come back is really where that's where all the action actually happens is in the follow up. Okay. So it's, you've got your plan. Then when you're at the conference, you're just executing against that plan and then, you know, making sure that you're really filling up your time meeting with people. And like you said, that's kind of a little bit more obvious. You just follow through on what you're doing. So plan, execute. So then follow up. What does that process look like? Yeah. So the follow up is pretty simple as well, right? So it's, it's basically prioritizing your list of, um, folks that you need to follow up with. And so I prioritize it simply as, hey, people that I connected with, they're priority number one. 
um, people that I was supposed to connect with that we didn't, we weren't able to connect or that I had reached out to and we weren't able to find a time or they didn't respond. And then the three is the people that we didn't connect with or have any interaction, but we've identified as a good connection. So anybody that I didn't get around to on the planning phase outreach, I'm reaching out and prioritizing and kind of ranking that. Because again, um, I'm usually splitting this as a business development director, my own, here's my own priorities. And then I also have the people that I was there down at the conference with. And so they have their own priorities. And so we're splitting that up as we, uh, come back. Um, so then I'm sending out that e those emails and then I'm helping hold accountable for performing that outreach um, again. And we're trying to start a conversation ultimately. So, yeah, maybe you could tell me, because I know that this is a this is a pain point, especially for um, professional services where you have doer sellers. And it sounds like you're kind of in that spot. So, I mean, we're, we're really with the clients that we're working with. We see both like business development team and then they're more introing the relationship and it sounds like that's kind of been more of your role but they develop a whole team of people that are almost like the um the enterprise software where you have your salesperson and then you know your technical sales it's kind of that model that they're trying to implement and there's some challenges with that but that's kind of one model the other model is you have your doer sellers and, uh, and one thing that's been that's always a challenge that we hear come up um, is the accountability piece. You know, a lot of times these people are partners. Um, so how do you, how do you handle that? How do you incentivize and how do you create accountability when the folks you're working with are, are partners? What have you seen be effective? Well, that's the million dollar question. I think, uh, accountability always comes up and a lot of that has to do with the culture at the firm, right? And so when you talk about the doer seller model, and especially when it comes to business development, um, I think of it really as, as two functions. One is origination. So I'm actually doing my job to go out there and bring in new conversations. But another function of business development at a firm is enablement, where I've got to enable our partners to do better and do more and be accountable for their activity that they need to do. And so on that enablement piece, um, I'm partnering as business development because I don't have a lot of time right, to work with everybody at the firm. So how do I focus my efforts on the people that are going to and how do I help them do more, right? If you don't have appetite to do the activity, then I'm happy to take it on. But we just need to come to an agreement on what that looks like, right? I think from an incentivization, that's really a uh, leadership, right? Like how are we going to incentivize our folks, right? Uh, through evaluations or compensation. Um, and that's super complicated. But at the base level, like my job is to create some excitement and ease and to make sure that this is as easy as possible for them to do and that we're focused on only what they want to do. If they want to take on 50, great. That's your responsibility. But if you only want to take on three, the, the people that you talk to, that's fine too. And I, as long as we know what expectations are, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So you've got the accountability piece, which there's a, like you said, that could be an entire show just on that. And we still... It, there's going to be a lot of it depends answers there because, you know, incentives depend on the organization, company culture, all that. But a couple of things you brought up that I think are, are important. You've got the, you know, how do I hold people accountable? But you can't do that if you haven't first set expectations. And, you know, around here, we've been talking a lot recently around alignment. And that that's part of getting alignment 
between business development and the partners. And if the partners are doing the work, they're part of business development. So how, how are you getting that alignment? And if you don't level set on the expectation up front and you just make an assumption that, oh, all the partners are going to do an equal amount of business development, start shooting it all out there, then it's not going to work. And there's going to be frustration on both sides. But to your point, if you can set really realistic expectations that everybody can buy into, you can actually hold people accountable then and they've agreed to it. You know, you're not holding them accountable to something that they're going, wait, I had no idea that that's what was expected. It's no, they agreed to three people and, you know, you can follow through on that. Uh, I'm sure you talk, talk with your clients a lot about, you know, um, business development is, is a, um, it's a, it's still that can be taught, right? It, it isn't a soft skill. It's not a personality. It's a structure. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. And there's a lot of different ways to be successful at it. And so I think it ultimately it comes down to making sure that there's not, it's not ambiguous on what is expected of you and what you agree to do. Like you don't have, if you don't want to send cold emails, you don't have to. If you don't want to re- do that outreach, you don't have to. That's what your business development team is there to support you. But we need your help in identifying good prospective clients. We need your help in working the conference. You're the expert, right? And so that enablement piece and being um, fluid and making sure that we're working with them how they want to be worked with is is super important. And ultimately, like, what does the firm want to support? What type of activities do they want to support or encourage for their people? And a lot of people don't do that exercise and do that work to figure that out beforehand. And so making sure that business development can help figure that out and then help move the firm forward with that activity. That's super important. Yeah. I mean, that just kind of comes back around to you've got to get alignment in your organization and that's setting the right expectations between people. Because what we see is between marketing, business development, very rarely is there clear communication about expectations between the two, where they each bring value, how they're each contributing individually and together towards business objectives, revenue being one, but not all of it. But then you find this gap a lot of times between business development, marketing, and then the leadership team and what the leadership team expects. And sometimes, you know, the leadership team will go, oh, you met that metric we agreed to earlier in the year. Well, now we're going to triple it. And then, you know, next year we're going to quadruple it. And it's like not based on anything reasonable, no research. And then, you know, you leave your teams in turmoil rather than, you know, again, setting clear expectations which gives uh, the people who don't necessarily have the authority to bring consequences the opportunity to to hold leadership accountable or a partner accountable that they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So it's like, okay, well, we agreed that we would bring this in. What's changed since last time we talked? You know, or what would you like me to stop doing so that I can focus on doing that? But you can't have those conversations if you haven't, like you're saying, set these expectations so that you can provide the correct accountability around your processes. You're right. And, and on the follow-up, you, you bring up a good point and, and it's around data, right? It's just understanding, okay, well, we did all this work. Um, we did all this outreach. What type of return on quality ideal client meetings or conversations did we have coming out of this? Um, and then we can adjust based on those expectations. But yeah, without doing this structured, right, and get in, in alignment with the industry group leader or the practice leader or the partner that's going about this and then working with marketing from business development. Marketing needs to be in the room on everything, right, when we're doing this because this is, you know, t- typically marketing's in charge of events and conferences, right? 
And so making sure that marketing is involved in this as well. Um, but yeah, usually everybody starts with marketing. And so there's this kind of feel that we kind of know what marketing is supposed to help us with, right? But then on the business development side, it's kind of the wild west. And so making sure that everybody has a plan and it's, it's again, it's very simple. It's, it's not, it's not complicated what we need to do. We just need to find the right plan and then make sure we're accountable and then take a look at the results and then adjust from there. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, just kind of pulling back around. I know we went on a rabbit trail, but it's something that I know people struggle with. And so it's like, well, it's great if you've got, if you've, if you've done your planning, you've executed and you're following and then you're into the follow up. If they're, if people don't understand about setting expectations, getting that alignment and being able to have accountability with people that are way higher up in the company a lot of times than they are or have, you know, a lot of political pool, you have to be able to find a way to do that in a way that, that, is encouraging and hopeful to to the person that you're working with, but also you know gives you a little bit of of power in that relationship to actually push them and you know push them to do something that they might not otherwise. So kind of coming back back around um, just to to tie a bow on on that you know planning, execution, follow up. Say that there's somebody listening to this that's going to have an event coming up seven weeks down the road, six weeks down the road. Um, I guess I shouldn't say say that. I guarantee you there's going to be somebody listening to the show that has a conference probably sooner than that. So, you know, what What are some... I, you really laid out a lot of detail and a lot of practical steps. But if somebody's about to do this, you know, and they're going to only be able to execute on a couple things their first time around and not everything, what would you recommend that they start with to, you know, really make the most of their next event? So, uh, good question. So, uh, the, uh, what the, the, the quick conference planning, right? When we got to do an emergency plan, it's really focused on the sponsors and speakers. Um, and, and the reason why is because a lot of the, a lot of professional services, like your network for referrals is where most of your business come from, right? And so I want to focus on who are the, who are the key, 5, 10, 15 people that we need to know who might be hosting the after parties, who might be hosting the client dinners, right? I want to make sure that I'm partnered with those specific people. And so if I don't have too much time to plan, then that's all I'm focused on is meeting with speakers or at least getting my name and an email out in front of them so they know who I am before I come up and shake their hand after their panel or after their presentation, right? And so I want to create some familiarity so when I am there, there is something there. I'm also going to be posting on social media, LinkedIn, right? And I want to make sure that, hey, clients, colleagues, uh, uh, you know, um, centers of influence, referral sources, whoever's down there, partners, um, I'm going, let's connect while we're down there. And so I want to make sure to do those three things before I go. Yeah, super, super helpful, practical advice. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything else related to events or accountability that you're like, man, I really wanted to say this, but I didn't get a chance. No, I think, I think it's, um, most of the, most of my clients that I work with, it's, this is their kind of first time thinking strategically about business development, right? And, um, this doing, if you have a budget for conferences, for events that you're not hosting, but you're sponsoring or speaking or engaging at industry conferences, this is one of the highest ROI things that you can do. Like, so I had a client recently 
that they implemented this. Um, there was three of the partners that went, um, this was a professional service firm. Um, they, we spent about, um, I think it was a little over $10,000 on the conference, sent three partners and they came back with six, uh, prospective client meetings and signed two clients from that. And so now we can directly say, this is worth our time. We want to up our conference budget. We want to spend more time planning on this. So this, this makes all the difference if we just put a little extra effort into the plan before we go down there. Yeah. I mean, in a previous role, I, was running a bunch of marketing events and or you know events from the marketing side and um this particular company was spending over three hundred thousand dollars a year on events and we were going through to try to figure out how many opportunities actually came from that for one they just didn't do a good enough job tracking the data to be able to really say but at the end of the day they're just like we know that when we go to conferences business comes out of it, but we don't know which conferences, we don't know, you know, who they're coming from. Maybe it's just one rep and they go to the same three conferences every year and all the business comes from that. <laughs> They've never done the tracking on it to really know that. And so, you know, with doing this planning, you can really start to say, okay, these three events are worth our time. These ones are not, you know, we, we've seen the value. We've gone to this one two or three years in a row and got nothing. We've gone to this one twice and both times we've, you know, knocked it out of the park, you can start to make much better strategic de decisions when you're being strategic about where you're going and the planning that you're putting in ahead. So yeah, Neil, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, look forward to seeing more from you. Right. Thanks, Joseph. Appreciate it.